Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited because we have a guest episode. We haven't had a guest in a while, so I'm excited to introduce you guys to Haley. So Haley, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the online space. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I have been around in the space for about four years now. I originally started out with just freelancing. I took a course to learn how to freelance and then took random jobs for a while. And actually my first couple clients were podcasters just by chance. In the mix of that, I was helping some of them with Pinterest. I did YouTube for a little bit. Like I, I love that. I feel like a lot of us do start like with the random VA stuff, just doing a bunch of random stuff and just trying to figure out what we like and what resonates. And I think that's a really good way to start because unless it's something that you're like really skilled in and something you were like doing in your day job, it's hard to just be like, I'm going to do this. This sounds good. Cause what if you box yourself in and you hate it? So I think starting broad exactly. and then narrowing it in is like the way to go. And like, once you decide, okay, this is what I want to do, then you can get more niche in terms of your offerings, in terms of your clientele and stuff like that. So I think it's really great. And I agree. I had a humongous spike in 2020 and I was actually pregnant at the time with my now two and a half year old. And it was really interesting. Cause I like had to just stop like allowing people to launch because I was like, okay, if you want to launch your podcast, that's great, but I can't help you anymore because I'm literally going on maternity leave, like beginning of June. <laughs> that's like, hard. sorry, I'm going to be gone. And I was gone from June to September. I took three months off because I knew that's what I wanted. And I had to turn people away, which I'm sure they definitely found other people to work with, which I totally didn't mind, but it was just so funny. I didn't expect that because at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, oh no, what if everything just falls apart? Cause that's what we all thought our businesses were all just going to die because everything was so uncertain. And uh, yeah, for podcasting, I think it was the opposite. I think some industries did struggle even online, not just sure. brick and mortar, but podcasting was still booming. So I think it's a really great industry to be in because we saw how great it was even during the pandemic. So it's not, I'm not going to say it's like pandemic proof, but it's definitely, <laughs> it is a good industry to be in when we were going through a crazy time because people were like still wanting to get their voices out there and connect with their audiences on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Podcasting is not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people, I guess people realize that at the beginning of 2020, they're like, oh, this is a cool industry. Let me tap into this. Yeah. And I'm sure by now, a lot of those people have faded out into oblivion, but some people have definitely stuck around. Some of our clients that started with us in 2020 are still with us now, almost two years, actually two years later going almost two and a half years later. Yeah. I can relate to that a lot with, I didn't go on maternity leave, but it, I was just me at the time. I had so many people coming for launches. I couldn't keep them all for monthly retainer yeah. management clients. Looking back, I regret I should have hired someone to help me sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would have probably be a little bit, a little much higher than where I'm at now. And that's okay. But at the time I, that I had to refer a lot of people out and a lot yeah. of people, unfortunately, some of those podcasts died really quick transition <laughs> out of the launch didn't work, yeah. um, which actually inspired my process that now with our launch, most people we can keep now. So that's yeah. been a really good place to be, but if we can't, or for some reason they have another setup after the launch for reasons, yeah. we have a better transitioning process now so that people don't just like launch and then 
don't fall on their face. Do it yeah. again. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we try really hard to keep people going successfully after. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I, for sure. It's, I've seen it happen too. They're like, okay, we have another setup afterwards. And then I like, look at it. Like, I'm like, okay, great. Sounds good. And I look at it like two months later. I'm like, yeah, you, yeah. What kind of setup did you have a plan <laughs> to not post ever again? Was that your plan? Yeah. Um, but sometimes it just, yeah. Sometimes people just ghost and it happens, but Let's talk about, we're going to be talking about like outsourcing, launching and outsourcing management today. So let's talk about what are some of those benefits of outsourcing? Obviously, one of them is that you likely, if you have someone helping you, you're not going to ghost, <laughs> but what are some of the other benefits? Yeah, I actually saw your questions beforehand. And so I was thinking about this one, why somebody who might be sitting on the edge with it, why would, what's the benefit of it? I would just say in general, like any business outsourcing the top thing is it's going to allow you time in your business yeah. it, for anything to grow. You're not the expert at everything. I think there are some things, obviously, as small business owners online, we're going to find ways to be cost efficient in some ways and figure out how to do things. I, I can figure some things out here. And there's other things that like my finances, heck no. Yeah. You'd somebody do this for me. Yeah. So, you don't, you don't want to do those wrong. <laughs> no. And yes, exactly. I don't want to mess that up. I paid someone to do my website before. Like I, although I love to do graphic design and I, I do a lot of graphics for podcast people, I'm not going to sit and make a whole website. So yeah. things like that. So I think just time alone, you don't have to le- worry about learning editing or how to upload the episode. You can basically as a podcaster, go in, record, give your audio to your podcast manager and hands off. Like the yeah. amount of time you're going to spend is going to be so short and it's going to be yeah. fun. It's the fun yeah. part. That's not to say yeah. podcast managers don't have fun, but, no, but they're doing pastor, it and that's their, they get paid to do that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So for, as a podcaster, it'll just be simpler. Right. And so I think the other thing, um, is that you get to work with an expert. Like yeah. when you look at it that way, it allows you space as a podcaster to be like, Oh, I feel so confident. This is getting taken care of. No steps are being missed. I've had a couple of people who I've worked with who after launching or even after a couple of months of management want to save money. And they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they struggle because (laughs) I've gone back and looked like we were just talking about, and they're not doing their podcast anymore. And I knew I'm like, please stay with me because I know that this is going to take more of your time and you're going to have to learn this. And it just let the expert do what they know how to do. And that will allow more success for the podcast because you're allowing someone to take the driver's seat of letting your podcast go as good as it can get. It'll just drain your energy as a business owner. So just don't do it. And then the last thing I thought of was just organization and flow for a business. If you have a good system in place, like I mentioned before, like podcaster goes in, records, interviews, sends off audio, maybe some information to put in show notes and then hands off. And then the system is the podcast manager does their thing and then they give it back to them. Like when you have a good system too, and it's not like this, oh, I got to record my episode tomorrow. (laughs) Like it helps you time block. It helps you get really organized in your business, which then will also help you be successful. So I just, I think those would be the main things that I think is the benefit of outsourcing a podcast. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with those things. Something that just came to mind, but I've noticed this a lot. Have you noticed that people tend to outsource just the editing first and then they realize, okay, now I want to do more. I've gotten that a lot. We have a, like, I typically do for full service podcast management. We've gotten a couple clients 
that already have editors that they love, but they don't do any of the other tasks. And now they want to outsource other stuff to me, which is totally fine. I don't mind that at all. But have you noticed that being a case or a trend with you too, or in the space in general as well? I don't have it as often in that scenario where people already have one thing and then they're trying to pull me for others. It's internal. So this just happened the other day. I had a client say, she wanted to add transcription to her packaging, which my, the gal that I work with, she specializes in that. So that's something we can offer. And she, I told her, I said, Hey, like, this is a big bump in your packaging. I'm happy to bump you. Here's some other benefits with our tiered packaging that we have. And so she, she felt like she wanted to do that. She's been with us about a year and a half. So honestly, it made sense for her to up level. So I think sometimes that happens. I think people after their six month to a year mark, get that itch of, okay, I like my podcast, but like, it needs a little bit more, like something needs to change. And so we definitely see that a lot internally with our clients. They're like, okay, what's the next thing I can do to make this better? Or they're saving money. So we're just doing editing and uploading in a couple graphics. And then it's, we can also do your show notes. We can also do this and this for you. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> and so they want to take it up a notch. So yeah, we've seen that a couple of times. Yeah. I think the interesting thing that I've noticed is just like people just for some reason, editing is like the one thing they want to outsource, like from the get-go, like even like when they first start and they're like, this is too hard to learn, but I can do everything else. And then they realize all the other tasks are not as easy as they're portraying them to be, or they're like, oh yeah, I just never did show notes because I had an editor and I just didn't have time to do them or something. So then they realize like, yeah, I should probably do show notes too. So well, yeah, they miss the benefit of all the other pieces and what they can do for the yeah. podcast growth. Exactly. I just, someone mentioned the other day, they were like, I don't know what show notes were. <laughs> and they were a podcaster. And I was like, wait, what? And it was like, you're missing out on so much opportunity with like your call to action to get people into your show notes, to click on a right. link. You're missing out on website traffic, too. the website traffic, your SEO, just for people mm -hmm. to be able to search you in podcasts. If you go on Apple and you're searching right. a word, I had a guy find my, my launch from searching podcast launch. And I was interviewed on someone else's podcast. So it was a proof of, okay, this works. Right. Like you can search this and people will find you. So yeah. yeah. If you don't, if you're, that's why we go back to the reason outsource is the expert. You'll miss yeah. pieces of it. If you yeah. think, Oh, if I'm being just cost yeah. efficient or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you're like, oh, by just getting an editor, it's oh, okay. No, it does work. But yeah, ever since I started working with those couple clients that was just doing editing only with someone else, like their downloads have grown, but that's because they have the show notes. That's because they have all these other like strategic pieces in place, not just, okay, here's the episode edit. I'll upload it for you in cold a day. And everything else was just like an afterthought at that point. Yeah. So I know a lot of people, myself included, are, they like to have a plan in place. They like to be organized. So what are some of the things that we should have in place before we hire a podcast manager, whether to help us with our launch or just like we already launched, but we need help with the monthly management portion? Yeah, I, I'm glad you clarified that because when I read it, I was like, I'm going to write a couple things down based off of what she asks me. But I like this question a lot because sometimes, honestly, I've got people at ground zero who just yeah. come to me with nothing. And so we have some interesting <laughs> conversations to get going. Yeah, but, yeah. but I would say the first thing that would be most helpful and it doesn't have to be super organized, but some sort of SOP. So, you know, yeah. system of, oh my gosh, guys, system operating procedure procedure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm blanking on SOP. I know what it is, but I can't remember the acronym. Okay. But just having a process. So if it's somebody that's already, I've had a, the 
all those scenarios, right? If you've already had a podcast manager, which was one of my first clients, she already had someone, there was some reason that didn't work out. And she had an SOP for me of exactly what I had to do. It was really easy to go in because knowing the things, you know, upload it, edit it, you know how to do that, Mm -hmm. but they might have a process. And so that's just easy to go, Oh, I know how to do it in their world. And even if they don't have something so organized like that, like just a list of the expectations, Hey, this is like what I'm looking for help with. Like I said, some people come to me and they're like, I know I need editing, but what else (laughs) goes back to those things? Like, what can we really offer? Which I know we'll talk about in a minute, but, um, so just like, Having something organized like that. I think if you're new to podcasting, like she mentioned, if you're doing a launch, I think the biggest thing is just coming ready for ideas. Like, Hey, I have this business and this is what I want to talk about. And I thought about this podcast name and I want to organize it like that. Mm -hmm. might not have all that. That's okay. But some of that gets some of our creative juices as podcast managers going, but you, but at the same time, it's, yeah, it's nice to come with some stuff because it's like, they know their business better than we do. So we need at least a starting point. So I always find it funny when I've had people apply to work with me and they don't even have like the just, they're like, I don't know. I just want to start a podcast. I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and create your content ideas for you. That's not the point <laughs> of this. That would be a way higher package. Cause that would require a lot more thought. On oh, absolutely. End. But yeah, it's like, you need to come with something, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I have definitely had to work that <laughs> a little bit with people need a little more content to go off of. So yeah. understand that I would say just one other thing would just be like, this is for any business owner in general, when you're hiring out, be open about your schedule and expectations. And Mm -hmm. as a podcast manager, my business, I do the same thing back. I'm like, okay, you want to be an episode that's on a Thursday. I'm going to expect your stuff by this day. And they might say, I expect this. So being very open with your communication about what process you're expecting, because if, yeah, if you go in with a simple, I want to start a podcast and that's all you got for me, this is not a good start. (laughs) So just a little bit more than that helps like know, helps us know how we can prepare, how we can fit you into our business and our schedule. So it's come with something that helps. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Even like when they don't, they're like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Like I can review it whenever. And then like you give it to them to review and they're like, Oh, but I wanted this three days ago. And you're like, you never told me that communication is super important. And I have an agency model. So we're a little more flexible because we do have several team members that can pick up the pickup podcast and stuff. So it's not like just me and one other person where I can imagine it's a little tougher to schedule that way, but still like everyone has a life. We can't just drop everything for someone and make it happen in a day or two. So I think having those expectations in place from the get-go from both ends, not just here's what you expect. Cause we always tell our clients what we expect. Right. But we want to know their expectations too. So we can meet those instead of bringing them the first episode, like a day or two before it goes live. And then them being like, I actually expected this a week ago. And you're like, (laughs) thanks. I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So going into our our next question, what are some of the things that a podcast manager can actually help us with? Not just the launch, but just like things that people wouldn't think about. And you can also go into the launch test too. Yeah. I'll just quickly touch on the launch. And all I'll say with that is there's a lot more to it than you realize. When I did my first couple launches, I'll be honest, I wasn't super organized with it yet. I got asked to do it, which triggered the idea later. And we were together scrambling all the pieces. And then I go, man, like 
people need a process for this. This is super confusing. So I created my launch program, which has been so helpful. And I will just say like, (laughs) if you're thinking DIYing it, it's not impossible, but you will guarantee have a better start to your podcast hiring out because there will not be a misstep. There's just so many pieces to like softwares you need to start and like how you're going to format your podcast and picking your music and doing your intro and outro. And there's just a lot of pieces. So it's good to work with someone on that. I would say some of the main things that are outsourced, we talked about editing. This is for uh, once you've got it going, you're editing, like you're uploading to a streaming host platform. So some of the popular ones are like Lipsyn. I just totally blank because we've basically been in Lipson for a good two years now. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of other ones people have come to me with. Buzzsprout, What's the other one? Maybe Buzzsprout. Yes. We've used Buzzsprout quite, quite a bit as well. There's a bunch of them now, honestly, yeah, there's but some- those are some of the really user-friendly ones, really easy to use. My business, we do a couple of graphics for people, like real basic, like here's an Instagram yeah. story, an audio clip, video image. And so we'll do some of those. Like we said, show notes, get I don't know why people aren't doing show notes, but it's show notes. To me, going. that's like the most important thing after editing. I know <laughs> do some show notes have, and I would say under show notes, the benefits is like I said, I have a client right now who's expanding to transcription. And if that term's not familiar to you, it's basically, you just run your podcast through a transcription website. It takes everything you say out. But the reason that I have the girl on my team go through it is because they have about 80% accuracy. And so you still want to make sure that it gets all the words right. And then you can utilize that for a blog or something. And so then your SEO up levels, which leads to my next thing. We also offer like adding show notes to a website. We've changed our terminology around that. There was a lot of confusion. People thought we were like blog writers and we were like, no, we will take like your show notes or a transcription and put it on a website, but we don't like straight up write a blog because a lot of people you'll see they'll have podcasts at the top of their website, Mm. list all their episodes. It's just another way to be found. So some other things that like we don't offer right now, but like I've heard people offer, and I'd love to hear if you're offering something outside of what I'm mentioning, but like some people do some sort of coaching or mentoring, like you were talking about like content help and stuff like that. Like some people offer like the extra boost to help people walk a little bit more through the process, more in a mentoring kind of way. And then guest services, Mm -hmm. helping people with their interviews and getting that set up. I tried that for a little bit. It's like a whole nother bubble of (laughs) organizing. So we're just not doing it right now, but I know a lot of people that offer it and there are online services that you can pay for that do that as well. So those are some like really basic things. Podcast managers will take care of for you. Yeah. For sure. We also offer guest management at our agency, but we also do pitching too. So pitching people to be on other podcasts, just so it's like a more full service experience. And then we have some clients that do the pitching, they add it on and then others that are just pitch only. So, oh, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot. I have a PR girl on my team who does all of that. Cause that is definitely like a guest management PR is its own like little thing over here. Whereas like the editing show notes and all the other stuff goes together. So I think that those are all great things that you can outsource. And yeah, like we always also do strategy calls as well with our clients too, usually about one a month. They don't always take it up because they don't need it every single month, but I always offer it like, Hey, it's time to book your strategy call. And then we go into deeper, like their analytics and they always get analytics reports too. That is like a given just so they know where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. We, that's a good one too, that we've been doing as well. They really appreciate that. Cause yeah, they can pull up lifts in and look at the numbers, but we compare like from last month. So then they see their growth and that really helps them go, Oh, I'm doing it right. So yeah, exactly. those reports are awesome. 
Okay, so we talked about some of the things we have in place. We talked about things we we can get help with from a podcast manager, but where can we actually find a podcast manager? I'm sure there's plenty of places, but do you have any good places that they hang out or referrals or anything like that? Like, where do you think is the best place to find a podcast manager? I mean, yeah, and I see a lot of podcast managers in the She Podcast group as well. The thing with that is that if you are a member, you have to have a podcast too. You can't, they don't just let podcast managers without podcasts in there. But if you do have a podcast, people frequently ask there. So if you're, you can piggyback off those posts <laughs> and see, yeah. oh, cool. There's all these people that you may not have found on like Instagram or Google. Cause sometimes people are, that are service providers are not very great at optimizing their own stuff for SEO and things <laughs> like that, because they're so busy doing stuff with their clients. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So that's another good resource. I'm writing um, this down guys while she's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard of she podcasts. I didn't know they had a group. I'm like, go yeah, it yeah. Cool. It's a pretty big Facebook community. And there's always, I feel like there's at least once a day that people are like, I'm looking for a podcast manager. And like, people will contact me weeks later on posts that I commented on. They're like, Oh, I found you in she podcast. I'm like, I haven't commented on a post in like months. And <laughs> <laughs> so it works. Right. And people go and look and see who commented on the post and then reach out to them. Yeah. And since this is a podcast about podcasting, I always (laughs) like to ask this one question. So what is your favorite podcast currently or podcasts? Yeah. So I giggled when I saw this one because this is what I do all week. (laughs) So sometimes to be honest, like listening to a podcast for fun, I have to really be invested because I listen to them all week and I work with people that I love to listen to. So honestly, I get a good fix with my clients. Go follow me on Instagram. You can see my clients. They're all great. I'm not going to sit here and mention all of them, but they're all great to listen to. One business podcast that I really like a previous client of mine, it's called Ignite Her Mind. It's a lot about just being a woman, a mom, a business owner, she does a really great job. I have a couple of religious podcasts I like to listen to. One's called All In, one's called Talk of Him. So like for me to get my spiritualness in, I'll throw one of those in. So I I really like that actually, because sometimes as a mom, it's hard to sit and read something. So hence why we all are listening to podcasts. (laughs) And then for fun, this is just me shining my personality Every once in a while, I'll go listen to a Bachelor podcast from all those Bachelor people because I want to know the drama. Or I like behind the scenes of shows. So like some of my favorite shows are like New Girl and The Office, and they both have like people from the cast that talk about the episodes. And I think those are so fun. So yeah, that that's me shining up. Like also there's such a variety of podcasts. Like my husband listens to the total opposite. He likes all the like crime ones and weird facts and like stuff that I would never listen to. So like you can, it's just like a movie or a song. You can find something that you like for yourself. There's something out there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's, that's funny. Yeah. My husband doesn't really like true crime. That's more of my genre, but he listens like Barstool and all those like random ones. I'm like, okay, that's not my cup of tea, but yeah. So I think that's fun. And yeah, when you get paid to listen to podcasts, it's like, you don't really want to do it all the time. For me, I like to listen to a lot of like leadership ones too. It's like true crime. So yeah, Yeah. so those are my two, but yeah, now as the agency owner, I actually don't listen to podcasts as much with my clients because I'm not really doing the day-to-day activities as frequently anymore. So now I'm finding the joy in listening to podcasts again for fun because I'm not doing it. 10 times a week yeah, <laughs> for clients. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Tell us where we can find you. So your website, your Instagram, or wherever you hang out online. 
Yeah, I'm big on Instagram, just at Haley Mert, which she can put in the show notes. Haley is spelled H-A-I-L-I. It's a little different. And then my website's just HaleyMerch.com. So those are the two places you can you can meet up with me and chat and would love to meet you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. This was fun to talk yes. to someone else who totally understands. the bubble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always a good time, but yeah, I will link everything in the show notes so you guys can go check it out. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.